Welcome and hello. How are you? I hope that you're doing good wherever you are and whatever situation you're in right now. I hope that the words I'm about to speak bless you, encourage you and give you hope. For those who are listening for the first time, I am a life coach in the areas of resilience and a broadcaster for Radio Plus Coventry on the Health and Wellbeing Show the core purpose of which is to reduce the risk of mental health. Something very close to my heart, having to, had witnessed my late father go through dementia and also having had many breakdowns myself. If you'd like to know more about me, then check out my website, Christine with a C, charles.com or my Instagram or Twitter. Now, social media is not something I use every day, so be warned if you're expecting a dazzle-razzle. Everyday mindfulness is founded on the following verse, you reap what you sow, designed to bring you words of encouragement and invoke positive change in your life as well as the life that surrounds you. Today's episode is called, Guess What?, Are You a Pebble or Pond? Part 2. Last time, I spoke about Joseph and how a cupbearer had to play the part of a pebble so that Joseph could come into his destiny and his own pond, which saved Egypt and the surrounding areas from famine. Today, we are looking at Martha. The name Martha is thought to have come from Aramic roots, And the meaning in Greek and some Hebrew versions of the name Martha means mistress. Mistress means a woman in position of authority or control, which is the ancient interpretation. Or a more modern day version is a woman other than a man's wife having a sexual relationship with a married man, which in biblical times ancient times was called concubine. See how they've mixed it? Now I'm going to read out the story of Martha which is a relatively short one taken from the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 38 to 42 in the NIV version. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat with the Lord at the Lord's feet, listening what he taught. But Martha was worrying over the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, it doesn't seem... Does it not seem unfair to you that my sister just sits there while while I do all the work? Tell her to get up and come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are so upset over all these details. 
there, there is really only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and I won't take it away from her. As we have no indication that Martha was married or not, and in this narrative and context, Martha was cooking, doing housework, we can take it that Martha was a mistress of position and authority. Position and authority comes with responsibility. Around two years ago, I was working over an hour away from the town I live in. Sometimes it was a real slug especially if I hadn't slept very well. My sleep can be easily affected and it's usually down to a few things. Worry or over or under resting. During that particular season of my life, my dad had just been taken into full-time care because his dementia had progressed. And so I was going through a lot of emotions at the time. Emotions such as guilt, grief and so on. I just started a new job with a greater authority and position, which was greater pressure. But the management was super kind and understanding. One day, travelling to work on the train, I was super, super tired, really tired, and I mean proper tired, the kind where I was ready to fall asleep on the train. I'd also got my laptop, my tablet with me to write my blog Because of the big changes going on at home, I'd slipped behind with my blogging and so would write blogs on the train sometimes. That day, my intention was to write. Now, being tired and all, I was not in the best mood and really just wanted no noise or no one to sit by me or near me. At the next stop, a young woman got on the train and sat on the opposite side to me. I remember that I noticed her more than anyone near me for some weird reason. And every time I tried to focus, my eyes would start to close. So to keep myself awake, I'd look around. And when I did, I'd look at this young woman. I tried one last time and as I did, the young woman sat opposite, suddenly dropped her bottle of water that was in her hand on the floor. It made a loud thud and startled me. I looked up from my laptop and within seconds of me looking up and her dropping her water bottle, she started to have a panic attack. She was a bit sweaty, her breathing was loud and erratic and for a few seconds I froze. And then, and then the Holy Spirit kicked in. Without thinking, I got up and started to talk to her slowly and as I did, her breathing began to return to normal. I didn't say anything special. All I said was, it's okay, breathe, breathe. Another man came and helped and by the time we got to the next stop, she was okay. She got off with the man who had come to help and he escorted her to a policeman stood on the platform. That morning I woke up worried because I knew I had a busy day at work with some high profile meetings, on top of which I needed to write this blog. I also knew that I hadn't slept well and I had already made my mind up to write this blog and hopefully, hopefully have a snooze on the train and nothing or no one was going to stop me. 
But of course, I now know God had a different plan for me. Martha was so consumed and concerned about what she needed to do that she almost missed an opportunity. And we know from the Bible that she, Martha, was the sister of Lazarus and Lazarus was a friend of Jesus and that Jesus loved Martha, Mary and Lazarus. And later we find that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. What are you making yourself so busy in right now? You see, Martha was so focused on the work that she almost missed the opportunity to sit with Jesus, to sit with her friend. She was so consumed with the busyness and the worry that she missed the opportunity of peace. She was focused on the pond, the bigger picture, the meal, the housework, instead of the pebble moment, the small quiet moment but you see Jesus is so gracious that he did not rebuke her but rather met her Jesus met Martha where she was in that moment in that state of busyness when Jesus said there is only one thing being worth being concerned about he meant the opposite of where Martha's state of mind was Jesus meant peace he meant stillness. He meant focusing on the right things. If we are not careful, we end up focusing on the wrong things. Our attention is taken away from the peace, the stillness, the joy, and most importantly, the relationship. And I'm talking about relationship in the context of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But I'm also, this could relate to the moment, an opportunity. We look at those around us and question and compare, which is a gateway for the enemy to use that state that you're in to destroy any peace, opportunity or joy. In the book of John, when Jesus comes to the house of Lazarus to raise him from the dead, we find an interaction between Martha and Jesus. This is John chapter 11, verse 17 to 28. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to pay their respects and console Martha and Mary on their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, when everyone else rises on resurrection day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die like everyone else, will live again. They are given eternal life for believing in me and will never perish. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, 
the one who has come into the world from God. Then she left him and returned to Mary. So this time Martha is on it. I mean her brother has just died. Something big, significant has just happened in her life. But we find that her approach is different. The way she speaks is different. Martha is full of faith. She is in the moment. My point is, don't wait for the big things to happen in life to be present or to be full of faith. I'm saying that I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this. I am saying let's try to do our best to own and embrace the small moments, the pebble moments. If it wasn't for Mary, Martha's sister, choosing to sit with her friend Jesus rather than help her sister with the housework that day, then Jesus would not have said what he did to Martha. We will never know the impact of what Jesus had, what he said had on Martha, but we do know that Mary was the pebble that day. Through her innocence and hunger to sit with Jesus, she, Mary, ended up being a catalyst that caused her sister Martha to stand still and evaluate and receive the words of peace from Jesus himself. Equally, I want to draw your attention to your role in life. I talked about roles briefly in the last episode where I talked about Joseph and his role and how a cupbearer had to be a pebble, a small act, which enabled Joseph to step into his destiny, a big act, a pond moment. Whilst talking to my mother, whose name also happens to be Martha, Um, about this podcast, my mother gave me some words of wisdom which I'm going to pass on to you. Each of us has different roles in our lives. Sister, mother, brother, father and so on. That day Martha's role was mistress, not in the modern day terms but the ancient terms, position, power and authority. She was cooking and cleaning and Mary's role was to sit with Jesus. There may be a role that you are fulfilling right now which you may not be in the next season. Don't let that stop you from being someone's pebble, someone's small moment. You see, quite often we chase after the big things, the big moments, the big emotions. But actually, is that wisdom or inspiration? Wisdom carries you longevity. Inspiration is in that moment. God sees you, he hears you and he loves you. He loves you, my friend. He loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to be crucified. Jesus loves you so much that he was willing to be beaten, humiliated and mocked. All so that we could be free, free from guilt, free from condemnation, free from sin. Jesus loves you and wants you to be happy. So embrace the role you're in right now, even if it stinks. Embrace those pebble moments, even if it puts you out. Do it and see what you reap. 
And I'm going to leave you with this verse from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Seek God in every day, for God seeks you. God bless you.